want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. This is Brad. I am here as always with my good friend Ray, mostly because I did not win $1.2 billion last night. I know. If I don't won right? that, I wouldn't be talking to anybody for a long time, <laughs> except not for my me. lawyer. I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I can forgive you. Illinois. Someone in Illinois won it, I guess. They say the winning ticket was sold yep. there. One, one person. One, one person. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, that's a that's a lot of dough, Ray me. <laughs> As Mich- one of our one of our friends, Michelle on Twitter said, she's like, you know, like, how long like do, do you give work? Like, how you know, how long until you quit? And I'm like, you would call them and quit? Like, that's you're dedicated. I just you, I yeah, promise you, you if I win no a billion show. dollars, I'm, I'm just not showing up anymore. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to show up once I have money in my pocket just to say hi to everybody. Yeah, but I'm I'm not calling out. I'm 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 gone. Would you make it? Would you make it rain? Uh, you, you make- know, I I <laughs> show I, up at the office. I like and my make coworkers. I probably would, and I would legit just let them keep the money because yeah. I like my coworkers. I've told I've told my boss and, and my my other coworker directly. I'm like, if I ever win big, like I'll give you each a million bucks without a hat, just you know, for, for being good people and being fun to work with. So there you go. Like I, I kind of the same way I'd be uh, spreading the money around a little bit, having some fun, like to celebrate. Um, it's, it's so hot up. I, I, and I, I have experienced the heat in Boston, in Calgary. It's super hot right now. Everyone is uh, just sweating like crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. very quickly. I know I just heard this on the news in Kentucky. Uh, if we have any Canes fans there, we sure hope that you're safe. Uh, Kentucky with the raining and the floods and, uh, people have died and it's out of control there. Uh, certainly hope that our, not just our listeners are safe, that e- everyone could be safe, Yikes. but it's crazy everywhere. Like weather is just extremes one side to the other. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's nuts. I'm a few hundred miles away and we're in a severe drought. Uh, yeah. The Charles river, which feeds like, it's like the main river that feeds through Boston. There are parts of it now that are normally not that deep, but there are parts of the river you can walk across and not get your knees wet. Wow. I mean, you know, places that are normally three or four feet deep. I mean, that's when you think about a river, that's, you know, hundreds of yards wide, that's a lot of water. That is a lot of water down. My goodness. Uh, we won't, we won't, though commiserate about the weather so much because we as hurricanes have other things to uh, commiserate about on one hand and celebrate elsewhere so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it brad and unfortunately we don't have a guest uh today it's summer we're you know if you can join us that's great but so many people are out there enjoying themselves it's fine uh you're stuck with just uh, me and Brad, uh, Brad, kind of a short one today too. Cause yeah, hundred uh, percent. My, my nephew turns nine tomorrow. So I will be, nice. uh, when we, as soon as we cut recording, I'm in the car on the way to a nine-year-old Pokemon birthday party. Outstanding. Outstanding. And my, my daughter, oddly enough, turns 23 tomorrow as well. So Happy birthday. Uh, again, more things that we have in connection with each other. Very, very strange. Crazy. 
the weird uh, vibe going on. Um, so Hurricanes fans, jerks, caniacs, uh, our greatest fears uh, seem to have come true uh, in the loss of Nino Niederreiter. Uh, Nino signs an agreement with the Predators and I, for one, uh, although I wish we had them, I understand why uh, we couldn't necessarily sign them or afford them to get, you know, where we needed to go to fit in the right pieces. What was stunning for me, <clears throat> excuse me, is how great a fit Nino Niederreiter is for the Predators and the way they play their game. Like that, if if he couldn't play Carolina Hurricane hockey, look at the way the Predators play their game. Man, he is a natural fit, and he is going to succeed there. Let's hope that he's not succeeding against us. I think is the is the key there. I don't know what what do you think, Brad? Like this was this one. Yeah, hurt. they're a smart hockey club, right? They they pick up people who fit their system. They 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 took in Halla when he left Carolina. Now they have Nina Ryder. He's a gritty player. We know what he can bring. He, I think he gets sometimes overrated in scoring ability because he had so many game winners. And I think some of that's a little bit of luck. But yeah. he, he fits them perfectly. The biggest thing that I've seen is, you know, a lot of people want to talk about he got a two-year, $4 million deal. $4 million a season, two years, which is way shorter and cheaper, I think, than any of us assumed. Yeah, I thought it was going right. to be more. I I thought he was looking for like a you know a five by six, and I thought if we could sign him at like five by five, we'd be great. Um, but they, you know, two by four, and I saw a lot of Canes fans upset, saying why could why we could afford that? Why didn't they do it? And the reality is, they don't have space for him. He's clearly, in my opinion, once it got to that point, he's not in the plan anymore mm-hmm. because two you know. Two years at four million bucks for Nino. I I would pay that. Yeah. However, with the way the organization looks, because we said all these things fit together, right? None of these things are nice. You can't make one of these moves without the others. Yeah. So you have a top nine now of Jarvis Aho, Turbo Patches, KK Svechnikov, Kashe Stahl, and Faust. <laughs> so if you bring Nino back, who sits? Maybe Kosh, uh, Kasha. Kasha, yeah. But he's only costing you one and a half million. And if he can stay healthy, he's better than Nino. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so just just for the folks who are upset, I, I, I feel it too. Like I, I love the guy, right? But it's not at this point, it wasn't about the, the contract. At at some point in these negotiations, we didn't hear it from Don, but at some point Don said, We're not re-signing Niederreiter. We're moving on. And they did yeah. so. And we just he just, you know, we just didn't know. So with the top nine set as it is, you don't bring back even at two by four, which I think is a steal for the Predators. Yeah. That's just not in the cards. Especially with a farm team that we have and and up and coming talent that you know there's space for, you know that are going to be fighting for spots. And you got to you got to give the guys in the farm team a little bit of hope that there's space that they can work their way up to. You know what I mean? And you don't want them relegated to believing 
that, okay, looking at the lineup above us, wow, that's going to be tough for us to crack. Looks like I might have another year in the minors and no one wants, no, no hockey player wants that. They want to get to the right. top echelon, right? That's where they want a very weird off, like offshoot on the discussion. When you brought up Kasha, do you know that the hurricanes signed him for the exact same contract that the Toronto Maple Leafs offered him? I do actually. I knew that, and I said he he said my chances are better to win in Carolina. Isn't that that was that was surprising? Dude, feels to me. good. Feels, it makes, does a makes my bit. heart warm. Well, it makes my heart warm. I'll tell I'll tell you what it. This might be one of the things that we say is so much different and perhaps better that makes Carolina a better place to play, because look at how bright the spotlight is in Toronto. And how bright the spotlight is, and maybe Kasha is needing a change, need, needing a change, and can actually flourish a little bit here. So we might be that that might be a big steal for us. I mean, I think it is a steal for us. High risk, high reward on that one. Straight up, if yeah. he's healthy, he I think he can put you know pucks in the net. That's the big yeah, hundred percent. So that that was. That was interesting. And now we've talked about the unfortunate aspects. Nino, all the best to you until you play us. Fill the net, play well, do well. We love you. Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear signed to the one-year prove-it contract. I think that's the safest way, the safest thing to call. Like, this is a one-year deal. And kind of approve it. We know that COVID was uh, just devastating to him. The way he was playing before and the way he was playing after, we've said it over and over again, uh, just uh, diametrically different. Like, I mean, it was, he just wasn't the same player. And now that he's had a whole off season, he can get back into shape, get worked up and so and and go and and do what he can do because we've seen the talent. We know it's there. Give him a one-year deal and show us. Show us and then we can talk again next year about something maybe bigger. Great deal for Bear all around. Um so for m- most people may not realize um you have a, a limited number of contracts once you're on i think it's your fourth contract it's a free agency contract right unrestricted right so this this is basically knocking out a whole contract for him that would have otherwise been several years long one year 2.2 million dollars his qualifying offer rate was 2.5 million and so i know some people have wondered why is he signing a contract for 2.5 when they'd already offered i'm sorry 2.2 when they'd offered 2.5 and he went to arbitration you know, you would think to get more money or more term. Yeah. And the big deal there, folks, is the one-year contract that they offered him is a one-way deal. He plays in the NHL. If he were to be waived and sent to the minors and and wasn't picked up on waivers, technically he could play in the AHL, but it would still be for $2.2 million. Yeah. His $2.5 million qualifying offer was a two-way deal. They could have sent him down to Chicago and played and paid him an AHL salary. That's why he took less money for uh for our versus arbitration is he, he got the one way deal. A lot of people have said 
great. The Canes have now announced it. He's not being traded. We're good to go. Um, false. I don't think that's necessarily. The so, so here's the problem is on defense. Uh, you have Slavin and Bernsey. You have Pesci and Shea. Yeah. For your five, six spot, you have Coughlin, who is a, who is a guy that could come in and, and play. Yep. You have Chatfield, who makes less than a million bucks, yep. who can play. You now have Gardner at four million and Bear at two point two million. And Bear and Gardner are wild cards, right? Yes, they uh, sure are. Bear had a bad second half, although he, I thought he played great the first half. Gardner's yep. a wild card if he's healthy and he can play the way he did four years ago. Where does he Wonderful. Fit in? Yeah. So here's here here's the dilemma. I got into a, a back and forth with somebody on Twitter about this, and I said. Because they, they said, oh, you move Gardner. And, and I think we, we wires crossed a little bit because it said, yes, if I have to choose, I move Gardner. Because yeah. I don't want to pay a guy $4 bucks to be a 5'6 guy. However, if I'm any other GM in the league and I know I have to move a contract because we only have $1.8 in cap space and we still have to sign Natchez, I want Bear because he's at least played last year and he's half the money. So yeah. – this is one of those. I always assume NHL GMs aren't dumb and will pick the better option. But the person I was talking to was right in that NHL GMs do dumb things all the time. And somebody yeah. might take that Gardner contract if you pair it with something of value. Right. But something's yeah. got to give in order to sign Marty Natchez and they will, or they'll trade him and, and bring something back. Yeah. But you're not going, you cannot tie up five and a half million dollars in Gardner no. and bear to be no. a five, six guy. One of those guys is Would either getting bought out or getting traded. Something's going to happen to one of those two folks. A trade trade deadline. I think a trade deadline move perhaps like perhaps and, and nature's who remains unsigned at the moment. Um, I think he fits into that as well. As, as it does, uh, it, that like, might that might be the carrot that gets rid of of the bad contract, and it not only gets rid of the bad contract, but it, he could be. I mean, that could be the key to us getting that uh, lineup changing, lineup boosting playoff run that we would be looking for. You know what I mean? That one guy who might be out mm-hmm. there where everyone's selling, and you know. Who, who knows? I mean, there's still a lot of uh, a, a, so many possibilities out there. And with all of that, we've got, of course, the salary cap. And I know you've got some cap information for us to kind of. It sets the parameters for what we can and can't do as a team. I love saying we it's like I I'm I feel, you know, it's 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 my I know it's not we. But it's it feels like we. I love saying it. Yeah, the people who get mad about people saying we for sports teams, I don't get it. Like, yes, I know I wasn't technically on the ice. Like, I, I get it. I'm not yeah. a, a paid staff member, but I care as much as they do. 100%. 100%. Um, so, so for cap space, uh, Cap Friendly says the Canes have $1.88 million in cap space. Marty Natchez still has to be signed. Still. Um, Polvari signed a one-year $3 million deal. Uh, I can't remember the other name in my head who just signed for about a $2 million deal. And I went and go, I said, Marty Natchez is going to get a contract in the middle. Like, I think those are the upper and lower limits. He's going to get two and change. 
on a one-year deal or maybe a two-year deal from arbitration, or not arbitration, but from the Canes. So either of those numbers put you above the cap, which is fine. You could be 10% above the cap until I think it's like opening night. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot the day, but there is a date at which you have to be back under the cap. But at least for the summer, we can be, be 10% over. So somebody's going. It, it's just a matter of whom. Now that whom could be Marty Natchez himself. It could be a combination of Natchez and Gardner or Bear. And a pick in exchange for another forward. I don't think you need. I what I don't think you need is defense. Unless no. you're shipping out two defensemen to upgrade, you, you've got defenses set. But even in the so top, solid. even in the top, you know, the top forwards. Um, I mentioned the top nine, and then right now under contract for your fourth line, you have Martin Nook, Jack Drury, uh, Nosen, and and potentially. Ryan Zingle, you know, could come back. Now he's a guy who's probably going to stick in the in the AHL. Um, Nason's another guy who um, has had points, uh, you know, has been brought up and done okay, but really is an excellent AHL guy. Yeah, uh, and that's without Marty Natchez. So, you know, I, I feel like something's coming up between the Natchez Gardner Bear triangle that's going to happen here. Do you see a, a sign in sign in trade? I would kind of think that if they're going to trade him, that's what's going to happen is they're going to get him under contract at a reasonable amount. The team that they're going to is going to know exactly what they're getting right with at least, you know, a year's worth of term, maybe, you know, maybe two um, for him, depending, you know, and then the return is the big thing because Gardner and bear are both only only under contract for a year. Yeah. Sign nature's to a one-year contract. You know, it, it's a long rental, but it's kind of a rental. So then what do you get back? And is that something you can flip? There are still a few free agents on the market, and the, the Hurricanes don't have the cap space for these guys. Yeah. But uh, so Klingberg just got picked up to the Ducks. He got a yep. one-year, $7 million contract, which is way less term than he expected. Although he think, sure. I, think the, I think he was thinking four or five years at $7 million, And the mm. market for him just completely went away once the Hurricanes picked up Burns. Yeah, uh, Kadri's out there. Phil Kessel is out there. Um, Evan Rodriguez is a guy who could be a value player who's out there because I'm mean, really talking about, you know, a bottom six guy, right? I mean, we'd yeah. love to have a guy like you know who could put you know the puck in the net in the way that like a Kadri can or 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 like Phil Kessel has done in the past. But yeah. there are some low dollar value guys out there who could who could really help. Um. You know, uh, Danton Heinen, I think from the Penguins is available. Right. Um, Ryan Donato uh, is, I think, in Seattle, you know, 16 goals, 31 points. I mean, so there, there's some options out there that could give you some breathing room because I'm thinking about not just to start the season, but if you sign Natchez, even if you get it under the projected cap space, maybe you can get, you know, you, you get rid of, you know, maybe Bear goes out or Garner goes out, you sign Natchez. You still want wiggle room, right? Yeah. In March, you want to be able to get better. So you're going to need cap space. So if, you know, if I'm Don Waddell, I'm going to try and package those guys and move them and then bring in maybe one of these cheaper guys who's I can get for a million bucks. Yeah. Who's just a proven lunch bucket guy. He's going to come in. He's going to work well on that third, maybe fourth line. Mm-hmm. Do his job. He doesn't need to score a lot of points. He's going to come in and just give the Kansas, you know, that, that, 
that body to forecheck with, and then we see where they go from there. I, so I think that if we're talking about packaging up players to deal them the uh, in a sign and trade as far as Natchez is concerned, that it would have to be a multiple year, if only for the fact that the team that receives him is going to want him more than just a rental. You know what I mean? Like it sure want to have a little bit of control over his, his career and what he, what he's doing. Like, because the trading partners out there are going to be looking for something. Where does Natchez fit in? And are those teams okay with having just a one year guy? You know what I mean? Like for us, as far as the hurricanes go, signing him to a one-year prove-it contract and in the idea of keeping him, to me, seems to make more sense as a whole prove-it sort of deal. And it but it doesn't make him as tradable. Right. And and you're right. So one year. If the hurricanes know they have a sign and trade in place. They'll give him whatever terms the you know the, the other team wants. Is, is wants I think exactly. The point you're that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So yeah, that's that's my thought there. Um, there's still so much time left. There's still like it's funny, you know the the training camps are going to be coming up relatively quickly, and we've already seen you know rookie camps and guys skating and stuff like that. Like that's already been happening for a lot of teams. So I say there's a lot of time left when really it's August tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like things are going to be happening. It's going to be interesting, you know? So hey, it sneaks up on you. It does. It totally, it totally does. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what Waddell, who has done a magnificent job in the off season to make this team better. We said it the la- in our last uh, podcast. Are they better than they were before? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that, um, you know, losing Nino now here's, here's your, here's your thing, because we had said the way it is now, knowing that we've signed bear, knowing that we've lost Nino, we're still with the, we are a better team now. Yeah. In your opinion. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, for sure. Like we're still the same, even without Nino. Um, I just this is going to be uh it's going to be a, a great season. A lot of other teams have gotten better over time. Uh we said how, you know, Kadri would be lovely. If people are still saying, "Oh, you know the Hurricanes could sure use him if they, you know, if they landed a Kadri, that would be great." And uh, uh, one report that I had heard suggests that Kadri is uh, sorry, the Boston Bruins are in the lead for signing him up. I still can't believe he hasn't been signed. This is, this is crazy. It's, an, like it, it, I, it's starting to feel like the Klingberg thing, right? Where I was like, he's going to go early and set the market is what I said. And, and he's just kind of sitting there. And I, I'm not quite sure why um, the Bruins certainly are going to need some help. Cause right now the Bruins are waiting to sign two UFA centers, Krejci and Bergeron, who are both North of 30. That's their plan. Like that's what they intend to do. I can't. I can't imagine Bergeron going anywhere other than Boston. No, and why that but... isn't why that isn't dealt with now. I mean, uh, you know, Bergeron might be. And here's the thing: he wants to be a Bruin in a bad way. 
he might be a guy that takes a haircut for the betterment of the team because that's how much right. he loves and and he can still it. play but yeah if, if no i'm question. if i'm sweeney and and my plan is to grab these two centers who are you know north of 30 and not getting better not bad but not getting better that that's not really a good plan yeah well they need support they i mean need support Ka- kaju guys. would help offset yeah. some of that for sure no um, question no question i had one uh, for you go ahead i believe since we spoke last uh, matthew kachuk traded out of out of calgary yeah or jonathan huberdeau right and mckenzie wegar wow and on the surface i don't get it <laughs> um it, so if, if you don't know, so Matthew Kachuk, you know, gets traded to Florida along with a fourth round pick and immediately signs, uh, what was it, a seven-year extension? Long-term, yeah. Long-term. Sure. The Flames get Huberdeau, who was the Panthers. He had 115 points for the Panthers last year. They, he was he, third in the NHL with 30 goals and 85 assists. And they get McKenzie Wegar, who is – his projected uh, uh, wins above replacement as a defenseman is 97%. His finishing is 82. His offense is 97. His defense is 95. And to the best of our knowledge, the Flames only have them for this year. There's n- Huberdeau at least has said he would be open to signing an extension in Calgary, which is yep. you're going to say that no matter what. Yeah. But what if they don't? What if they traded Matthew Kachuk for two guys who could help them this one year and then they are gone? Not well, to mention Florida got Kachuk, but they gave up basically <laughs> their one of their key offensive people and one of their key defensive people. Is Matthew Kachuk that much better than Jonathan Huberdeau? I, I don't think so. No, yeah, they, they just different styles of play, different everything. I think this was a masterful deal on Treliving's part. And I would say Calgary, like when you're talking who won the trade, if you want to break it down to me, Calgary won the trade, even if they are unable to sign, re-sign Huberto and Uyghur, even if they still won the deal. Because they lost one Johnny Hockey and got another. And Huberto, Huberto, Huberto was an MVP candidate at last season. He was amazing. And I think that he, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be great. Now, to be fair, he's not going to have the type of lineup around him that he had in Florida. So maybe asking for, you know, over 100 points out of him in Calgary is a stretch. But I think uh, if they could land Huberto and keep him, wow. Just For me, it's all about can they resign. If they can resign, even if it's just we are, if they can resign either of these guys long-term, it's a win for Calgary. 100%. In the short term... Huberdeau's as close to Johnny Hockey as you're going to get to replace him with. No and, question. And you did score, you know, basically uh, your new number one defenseman. Yeah. Well, right. 
I mean, or maybe number two guy. I mean, he's gonna be the, yeah. he's gonna be on the top pair. I mean, oh, let's no at least say he's a top pair guy. No question, no question. You're right. The the uh, so initially I was like Florida just fleeced him, right? Mm. And then I said, well, depending on how things played out, this is a hundred percent calorie. It all to me, it all depends on the term. Yeah, because I forgot that somebody who we know very well, one Mister Paul Maurice, is now the coach in Florida. Yep, and Paul Maurice. you're not going to see the points being put up for Florida. I think that you did before, right? He was brought in to be more defensive minded. That's yeah. who he is. That's in his soul. So uh, you gave up. I mean, I'm just looking at the points. I you know, still, that you, you sent out the door for Kachuk and not that Kachuk isn't a great player, but Holy smokes. Yeah. Kachuk going in there. I mean, huh. It's gonna be it's a it's a it's a crazy trade. I I loved it for Calgary. The people, <laughs> fans in Calgary, people that I've spoken to, they love it. And now they're just hoping to lock them down. And one of the things that True Living said is like, you know, with with Goudreau leaving and Kachuk bailing, it was like Cal the city of Calgary was getting a bad reputation as a bad place to play no one wants to play here you know blah 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 and it it ticked him off it made sure. him angry and i think i think he i think he used the word that you know we can't use here because we're friendly you know but he was really angry about that Not happy and he knows he knows that what he knows what i think all of us here know in calgary is that when they arrive you're going to fall in love with the play. Look, the Saddle Dome is a dump, but the fans are fantastic. I'll say that. And they love, they love their flames. And when they see the response that they get and they're welcomed here, I, I think there's a good chance they could sign them both. I really, I really do. That, that would, that would, that would make this such a win for the Calgary Flames. Over no Florida. question. I, no Florida is a team I I looked at going okay they're going to be a great team again this year, and with this trade, there's just that little inkling in the back of my brain that says watch for Florida because Florida could still be really good or Florida could oh, turn yeah. into a dumpster fire. Well, look, Chuck plays a very physical game, and they might enjoy the. the I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be good for that squad. You know uh, to me, I mean? to me, they like, brought him in solely to beat the lightning right yeah right that's that fair we, we we sent out points to bring in fewer points but kachuk is somebody who we can put up against tampa bay's best and yep. he will he will play every bit as dirty as kucherov and he will throw elbows uh oh. like sergachev and no problem he's right? he's physical he's feisty he's uh he's he's that uh, he's of his dad's name Right, that, mm -hmm. isn't that isn't that the way he played? He's power yeah. forward through yeah. and through. Right, difficult to play against all the time. So, what an amazing, what an amazing deal uh, that was! Fun, kind of sitting there watching it because I felt I felt very bad for Flames fans when they lost Goudreau, and to have this, it kind of flips the script a little bit. You know what I mean? It makes things a little bit better. And it proves just what a great GM that they have here too. Right. There's no question. And and to bring this back to the Canes, it sounded like, you know, we it used to be that the that the answer from the 
Kane's front office every year was we like our squad. Mm. And you just sat there and you just put your head in your hands and, and you cried and got mm. it out of your system. And now it's the opposite. Every, every player that comes up, it's like, well, we hear the Canes are in on so-and-so, which I think it's, I think it's a, honestly, I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, oh, we're going to move Kachuk. I think Don Waddell makes a phone call and says, what do we have that will make this work? Yeah. And, and if the, if it's too much, then he goes, no, but he at least, I think picks up the he phone and the makes tires. the phone call. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He so, kicks the tires to see. Right. And, and and that's all I'm really asking for from a GM. I mean, not, not that's not all I'm really asking for. I want him to make good moves. I want him to bring sure. in good people. Uh, uh, I, w- I don't want to hear any more Patrick Kane talk yeah, on Twitter. No more. Um, like I've heard very little and like the, f- the few things that I've heard is too much. Uh, yeah. But what I really want out of my GM is somebody who goes, it, it, it is business. It's not personal. And can I make the club better? And if there's a guy who's available, if he's better than what I got, then I say, what, what could happen here? So yeah. I love the fact that even if Don just made a call about Kachuk and said, Hey, you know, we've got a bear or a gardener and an HS and a first round pick or whatever. That's great. I mean, that, nobody's going to beat that floor offer though. That's no, that's such an overpay in my opinion. Wow. And, and like I said, for me, you know, I, I think, I think the more I think about it, you're right. I think Calgary wins that trade, even if they don't resign. But if you're Calgary, I think you got to do anything you can to keep at least maybe Huberdeau in town, which just which just is a fleecing at that point. And True Living is masterful GM. There's been like since he's been on, there's been many situations where things looked bleak. They didn't think they didn't think that they could get deals done on certain players that they wanted to keep, and suddenly out of nowhere, boom, signed everything's great. He's very good negotiator. Like, you know, Calgary, Calgary fans are not like the Boston fans questioning the GM. You know what I mean? Like, and hating on their, they, they love what he's doing. He's doing such a great job. So Brad, um, uh, August 9th, the world junior hockey championships will return uh, here in Alberta uh, after the COVID blow up that kind of collapsed everything. Double I H F has managed to bring it all back and we're going to get, and they're going to play the women's tournament and they're going to play the women's tournament. Because originally they had just canceled the women's tournament and there was enough outcry from people that they said, Nope, we're going to reschedule them both. Yeah, it was it was a difficult spot for them, but they had to do it and they did the right thing in the end with a little cajoling. So we won't give them full props, but they did the right thing. That's all that it does. (laughs) It absolutely does. Uh, And so that means, you know, world world junior teams will be uh, here in Alberta, in Edmonton and in Red Deer, and they'll be playing it all. And that in any other case would be uh, exciting we here in canada absolutely love the world juniors it uh we just love watching these young kids play hockey and the talent is great uh sadly hockey canada um as a canadian i cannot tell you how disgusted and ashamed I am of what has been going on in Hockey Canada 
tied to junior clubs. Uh, you better you better jump in. Sure. There, I'm so like, I'm messed up. Really what so really what Ray and I wanted to say was um we're aware of what's going on with Hockey Canada. We know that you're probably aware. It's something that we would normally talk about as we did with the Kyle Beach scandal. Yeah. Um, especially because we're going to wrap things up shortly today. We don't want to force fit discussion about this topic into 10 or 15 minutes because this is much like the Kyle Beach. I think we'll do a separate episode uh, for the adults so that we can just have an honest conversation about what's going on. Uh, we might see if there's anybody who wants to join us and, and, and give their input. Um, but mm. Hockey Canada is just a vile cesspool that needs to be completely overhauled. And Washed. it's we say it's hockey culture, and it is hockey culture, but it's not it just hockey culture. These things exist throughout sports cultures in general. This is not something specific to Canada. Uh, I assure you, USA Hockey is probably praying nothing gets leaked about there you know what i mean yeah um so we just wanted to say we're aware um it's something that is important enough that we want to dedicate some real time to it collect our thoughts about it uh and much like the kyle beach scandal where there were a couple of tidbits of information and then uh west had kind of broke open the dam and a flood of information come out it feels like more information is coming out kind of quickly and at a more rapid pace lately so we're hoping in the next week or so we'll, we'll get some real information out there. You know, Hockey Canada is now on record saying, like, you know, we just want to do what's best for the victims. Uh, that's a lie because if, you know, I understand Complete they're like, oh, well, we, we signed NDAs with these and all. I get that. You, you have intentionally put yourself in a legal spot where you don't have to talk. Good for yeah. you. You have good lawyers. Um, the fact that Hockey Canada keeps a $13 million fund to pay people off. And the fact that apparently one person is accused in four separate incidents is you're not helping victims at all. The only way you help the victims is the names, start naming names. As long as the players know that you're going to protect them, they're going to keep doing that. And that's not okay. Um, we're not going to get deep dive into that today. Um, it deserves yeah. its own time. It deserves some real thought. And um, normally we speak from speak from the heart. We, we kind of, we don't really have a script. Those people have been guests on. No, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Um, much like the Kyle beach episode. I don't think that's what we want to do when we talk about the hockey Canada uh, issues. Um, so we will come back to that over the next couple of weeks as more information comes out to, to talk more about, you know, probably not just hockey Canada, but, but hockey culture in, in sports culture, because, you know, Deshaun Watson's on the field today practicing in training camp in football. Um, here's another athlete who's being given a pass because they're good at sports ball. It's not, not accepted. I, I swear to you that we are not uh, pushing this under the rug. Um, that we are, I want to address this and you're right. Speaking from the heart would make this a very, very difficult uh, discussion for me to have because right now my head is swimming with the anger and the wanting to point fingers and say come on like let's get this dealt with because it's gone on long enough in all aspects of sport like you said and just when we get more information 
we will address this in its entirety. And I, I assure you, that's, I mean, that's what we're about, right? That's what we've been all about here in the Storm Cellar. And we're, we are going to address this, but we just need to, we're running out of time and sure. this is and a conversation that's going to be, a, you know, at least hour long, right? Like we, yeah. it's, there's a lot here to unpack a lot. And to be fair, I'm sure there are plenty of people that listen to us that like, are like, I don't want to hear about that or I don't want to talk about that, which is totally fine it, that Understood. we get it. So I think by doing a, a, a separate episode just for that, the people who, who, you know, want to hear about, you know, either our thoughts or, 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 or give their takes about it can. And the people who are like, hockey is my escape. I just want to concentrate on the Canes, have that opportunity. Yeah. Um. So, so that's where that stands. Um. To, to end on a, a, a positive note, Ray. Yeah. Uh, the athletic did a poll uh, of, I forgot how many people it was. And they were talking about, uh, you know, who your, your, your 2023 Stanley cup finals, you know, who, who's going to win. And, any idea who the number one team was that people picked to win the, the, the cup this year? Um, I, I think, and now there's a lot, there's actually been a few polls out there. The ones that I've heard about think that the Avs can repeat, that they're in the number one spot, but Carolina is very close. And in fact, I think Carolina might be the team that comes out of the East and that was strictly based on burns and patches coming coming to us. Yeah, uh, that alone. That that, but that's that's a guess because, like I said, there's been a few polls and people throwing their opinions out on where we stand and the Vegas booking and all the rest of it. Uh, it, it am I anywhere close? You are. So I, I think it was 38% thought the Avs will repeat, and 31 and change thought that the Hurricanes would Look take that. that title. So. Um, and that's a big deal, Kaniacs, because, you know, we always talk about we don't get the recognition. The team doesn't get the recognition they deserve because it's a small market. People are starting to take notice. So that's, they're starting. Yeah, I'll say that, that's that's good news. Number one, it uh, is. And one more. Um, I, I saw this that they posted last night. Uh, the Athletics has hired Haley Salvian as their first ever national writer dedicated toward women's hockey. Uh, nice. And the show has to be covered. So congratulations to Haley uh, at Haley underscore Salvian uh, for being their first full-time women's hockey writer. That is a huge boon for women's hockey. hundred uh, percent. It so is. So congratulations to her. Athletic does great work. Don't they? They like, do. Honestly, they as do. like, as an organization that like they're, they're are fantastic in all aspects and they're doing it. They're doing it the right way. Love hearing. That I mean, you know what? The the it's funny. We are the hurricanes are getting more notice. Just to circle back to that, they are getting more notice, but still under the radar. Because yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's like it's, it's like a knife weird. edge, right? They're just that's on exactly that, it. Right at that point where things can break either way. That's the perfect that that's a perfect description. It's on the knife edge of being under the radar, but having recognition as well. And uh, that's a neat, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to be. It is, uh, Brad. We've had a, a great episode and we managed to keep it relatively tight. We're only we seven did. minutes over what we said we were going to be, which is amazing. <laughs> really good for us. Uh, yeah. So we're, uh, you know, like uh, I, there's, uh, we'll uh, not break our arms, patting ourselves on the back, but. 
well done. We got that figured out. And now really, I guess there's just one thing left to say. Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks, doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.